to be in the presence of God. And, uh, you know, we need to really work on that because we're coming to a season, a time like we've never seen before. Now, if you just listen to chapter 7, 9, and 10, you're not going to get the picture of what God is doing, I'm telling you, because the enemy uses channel 7, 9, and 10 for their own purposes, okay? So they're not going to tell you what's really happening, what God is really doing behind the scenes. There's a lot of things going on right now, and we need to be aware. And that's what we do in the series called The Signs of the Times, because you need to be aware of what's happening right now in your world. You know, we need to read the Bible. We need to see what the Bible has to say about our signs. When uh, I was at Bible college, one of the lecturers said there, you need to have one, uh, one uh, eye, I think he said, <laughs> in the newspapers, watching what the newspapers are saying, as in what's going on in your world and in the Bible, and seeing how they line up. It's likened to when you go on a trip, you know, in the old days you used to have the map books, and it's like, oh, okay, this is the direction to where I'm going, but then it's like you're going, okay, but I don't need that anymore. I'll just find my own way. And uh, I've tried that. It doesn't work. <laughs> the Bible is your, your map of life. It shows you everything. And if you follow it, it will lead you to the right place. If you don't follow it, don't be surprised if you end up somewhere different. Because you need to follow the Word of God. And as we see the signs of the times, we understand that God is moving. God is doing things. You say, oh, how evil it is. Well, I'll explain some of that stuff in a minute. But God always prepares people before time. You know, you think about Noah. Noah was building his ark. It says in the Bible it had never rained at that point. So there he's building this big ark, and they suggest it could be between 70 and 100 years of, till completion. And uh, can you imagine the mocking he would have got from people? As he's starting to they go, what are you doing? Noah, what's up on the go today? Oh, I'm just building this ark. Right, okay, <laughs> fine. And uh, for hundreds of years, oh, sorry, for, for many years, he would have had those people walking by and goes, don't see any rain, don't see any rain. But you know, as you read on further, it says, God shut the, ark, the door of the ark and then it rained in a moment. Things can change so quickly without you knowing. And we got to be ready, we got to be ready. Now, we've been saying for some time now, the world is changing, and we know the plans of the evil one, and one is to depopulate us, that's for sure, and also to starve us, and they've already started that, and you know, you go, but there's plenty of food on the shelves. Yes, there is, but you know that that only takes a few trucks to come like out of action, and there's no food on the shelves, and I'm telling you, the time is coming, and we may see that in Australia. We're certainly going to see it in America, and in places of the world, it's already started happening, so be prepared. You know why we start up that garden? Out the back is because we want to be prepared. Kristen and the team's an awesome job out there with that. And we've encouraged other people just to have your little safety stack behind there. Now, when you start hearing prophetic voices saying it too, I think we need to take it seriously. We need to take it seriously. And, you know, if it doesn't happen, it's better to be prepared than not prepared. Because if you've got there and it happens, you're all prepared. But there's no point in saying, oh, I should have listened. I should have done something. Because if you listen to the news, it's not going to tell you any of this stuff. It's going to hide it from you. But God is doing something right now. And as we look around the world, we see in chaos, we see uh, crazy events taking place. Look at the floods just from August and September around the world. We've had floods in Turkey, Greece, Spain, China, Florida, Mexico, Italy, Russia, Myanmar, and Norway, just to mention a few. And then we've had other crazy things. Bushfires appearing everywhere. 
Wildfires have recently spread across Greece, Italy, Spain, Portugal, uh, Algeria, Tunisia, I think you say, and Canada. In fact, okay, Tunisia. How do you say? That word always through. Tunisia. Thank you. It just keeps throwing me out when I see. It, I want to say it a different way. That's all right. Canada has spirit. You know how much Canada has had in fires recently. Canada has experienced 11,598 fires during the first seven months of this year alone. This is a 705% increase. You know, we've had much on the news about climate change. And we need to talk about climate change because it's right here. And I like to deal with things that we're dealing with, right? There's no point in me going off on a story, a lovely story from the Bible, when we're actually dealing with some issues right now. And I want to tell you the climate change is being pushed right down your throats. And people want you to believe that there's climate change happening. Now, if you wind the clock back, they used to say global warming. But they couldn't actually have, couldn't come up with facts for that. It was all so, so, you know. But when you look at the charts, when you look at the science, it was not happening. So they thought, well, let's choose another name. Climate change. Well, we know the climate change. We even have seasonal changes. So that's normal. So that's what they thought they can get away with. But what they're trying to tell you is there's a destruction. The earth, I mean, we've had... Uh, Greta Thunberg telling us, oh, how dare you, how dare you, you know, uh, and, and just find out who she's related to it, and that will answer the question why she's up there, but um, we've had many people speaking out, oh, we've only got so many years to live and days to live and all this sort of stuff, and nothing has come true, nothing has come true. We've got the recent bushfires in Greece, uh, and they've tried to blame on climate change, but then they had to admit that 70 people lit fires in Greece. They've caught 70 people lighting fires around the place. We've even had uh, fires in Maui. Now, Maui's a different deal. If you have, who's, who's looked into Maui? All right, you're all on the same page. That's good. Military guys are actually saying that that is not normal. Even people living on islands said that was not a national disaster. That was an intervention by some crazy men that uh, are unmentioned, but they believe it was a, a weapon, a Jew weapon, direct energy weapon, which they have, and you can see stuff. If you dig, don't, you won't find this on the normal news, I'm telling you. You need to go into places like Rumble, Telegram, all things like that, that will actually show you some of this stuff. But there is an attempt to uh, create this whole thing that the earth is burning, the earth's falling apart, the earth is breaking up. We've even got Pope Francis saying that. Let's have a look at Pope Francis. Uh, have we got a couple of shots there? Pope urges world leaders to do more to tackle climate change. Okay, what's the other one? So he's, he's got the world leaders he's talking to, and have you got the second one there, Carly? Vatican climate meeting. Faith leaders make joint appeal. What a load of baloney. Now, if if the Pope actually read his Bible, he'd read in Genesis 8.22, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night, shall not cease. Okay? We need to stop listening to what these people say, and we'll get on to the Pope a bit later on, my favorite thing. We need to hear the, from the Word of God. God is in control, and He has always been in control. He wrote the book. He knows how it began and how it finishes. So let's have confidence in Him. You know, we're seeing a move to fear because this is the way the world controls people is fear. We've gone through the COVID lockdowns and all that stuff, fear, 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 and that's all it is, a fear. There was no truth behind all that, and it's starting to be exposed now in the courts around the world, this whole COVID scam, 
and that has been a scam. You go, but Ian, but I've seen, all, I've seen people say, yes, but if you look into it further, you'll understand that this has all been engineered. This has all been put together. I can give you a whole road right back in time how they've set this whole thing up for this day. I mean, they even did practice events called Event 201, where Bill Gates and uh, Johnson & Johnson and a few of the other companies got together to play a scenario of what we actually went through. It's like they just followed their plan. And uh, we know how destructive that has been. You, you know, like, it's just shocking. When you think back, I, I, I said this the other day, I said, do you remember that day when they put us into lockdown? You got, like, till midnight to get home. We're in lockdown because of three people in the state have a flu called COVID. I thought it's ridiculous. Like, you're miles away from you, but you have to stay in home because you've got to protect grandma. Don't let grandma die. It was absolute lies and fear they put in you. And this is a tactic they've used many times over the years, by the way. This is not the first time I've did this. This has happened many times before. And just to let you know, if you don't already know, there's, they're ramping up the whole scenario again in America about another strain of COVID. They've got a whole list. Of them. I had a whole list of all the names of the COVID strains they were going to release because it's all planned, that's why. And, um, and America, at least they're waking up now and say, we will not comply this time. We're not going to lockdown. We're not going to ruin our country anymore. This is a plan of the elites at the high level that want to take control of the planet. And uh, they've been attacking America. They know if they can get Mer America, they can get everyone. And that's why America has been so hard hit. But there are the freedom fighters. There are people who are rising up in this time, in this hour, and standing up against that. We also have the attack of uh, the rise of the AI. You know, that's a scary thing. Uh, of, they're teaching the AI a lot of information right now to react and do their dirty work for them. And, um, you know, there's been some failures that you won't see in the news either. There was, uh, I think I read somewhere about a military uh, exercise where they used an AI to uh, send a missile off to target a certain spot and they want to know how it would change if they changed the program. Suddenly told the AI, abort the mission. Well, apparently they did this and uh, the, the AI saw that as a threat, like that wasn't a true command, and continued through and somebody got killed out of it. So uh, AI is not all that it's cracked up to be. We're seeing a lot of fears. That, now, one that is starting to come through the news, I've just got to address this one, UFOs. Okay, UFO stands for Unidentified Flying Objects. So anything you just don't recognize, it could even be a bird, you, know, you could call it a UFO because you don't know. Now, we know from uh, impacts of Nazi Germany they were playing with crafts that were recognized like what they deem a UFO. They've had a lot of technology to make crafts fly, and people have seen that. But I want to tell you it's not coming from outer space, all right? You know, the UFO Journal, journal in uh, England, who the specialists on these whole UFO sightings and pictures and things that they've taken, actually made this claim. They actually said, out of all the UFO sightings and pictures that we have throughout the world, we have yet to find one that is coming from outer space into our atmosphere. They've all been in our atmosphere. And uh, so we know it's something in our atmosphere. And talking to high-level whistleblowers that have been involved with some of these, pl these plans of these crafts they're playing with, they said they're getting the technology from demonic entities. So, uh, and we know if you read the book of Enoch, it talks about those things. So certainly happening. So there's a lot of crazy things going. I just want you to be prepared for that. I'm probably going to race through a lot of stuff here, but you need to understand your Bible reveals a lot of this stuff. And if you just spend time looking at that. When people refuse to live under God's umbrella of protection, live their own way, they will face the enemy. 
Jonathan Kahn says God has his judgment which comes upon people. He said the biblical template of the national judgment is this. Years before a nation's judgment comes a warning in the Bible. It happens time and time again in a form of strike on the land. It's a wake-up call before you are judged. It happened in ancient Israel in 732 BC when Assyrians struck the land, in Judah 605 BC when the Babylonians stuck, struck the land, and it happened in America in 9-11 when terrorists struck the land. By the way, that's another deal altogether, 9-11, who's been down that rabbit hole? Yes, okay. <laughs> it was not by what you heard, certainly by terrorists, but not the terrorists that you were told. Um, who remembers 9-11? Who was around there? Some of you younger ones may probably nappies a bit. It was, it was a moment where it changed time. It put fear into the world. And, of course, it was uh, war on terror. You know, we're going to get those terrorists, and we were told this whole narrative. It was to keep you in fear, war on terror, and all this sort of stuff that uh, Bush was involved with. And when you connect all the dots, if you do your homework, you'll find all these players are all connected behind the scenes. September 11th, um, interestingly enough, was a strike on America, and uh, we know it wasn't actually by the planes pulling down the towers, that's just baloney. Um, we know there was uh, de detonations and all sorts of things involved with that. But, um, but what we do know is that it caused devastation. And I'm telling you, the devastation we're going to see, which is building right now, will be a liken to that, and people will start turning to God because they have nowhere else to turn. On 9-11, they said uh, Bible sales in England went up 80% during the 9-11 thing. People start going, what the heck's going on? Our world is falling apart. Because for so long we've lived in this world and this bubble where we think everything is good. It's almost like the Matrix, isn't it? And suddenly we're exposed to evil for the first time as those towers came tumbling down. Well, interestingly enough, 9-11 uh, seems to show up a lot uh, because on that day the Pentagon was supposedly hit and if you get the right pictures, you'll see it was actually a missile strike. They caught it on camera. A missile was hit the Pentagon. And guess when the Pentagon was actually set up, by the way? The Pentagon was set up on 11th of September, 1941, 9-11. New York was set up uh, when the Dutch ship arrived into the harbour there uh, in, on September 11th, 1609. The number 11 can have a few different meanings. It can mean judgment, chaos, or disorder, or all three. It was a wake-up call. Things have never been right since that day forward. You just think how that affected the whole world, insurances and everything else that went on right around. It was a ripple effect. And that's why America is so important. We need to keep our eyes on what's going on in America and Israel, and you'll see God's plan come unfolded. In the case of Jerusalem, um, the strike came in 605 BC and the greatest shakens in 586 BC, which was 19 years apart, a key number in judgment. 2001, we had the Twin Towers go down. 19 years later, we had the so-called pandemic start. 19 years. And, of course, it was called COVID-19. Um, as Israel turned away from God, so has America and Australia. Whenever we step out from God's covering, um, we turn our backs on Him. We're open to attack. That's why we have to keep in there. We, as Millie said this morning, the joy of the Lord is our strength. The enemy cannot take over. When you have joy in you, he can try all these little tricks and things, his schemes, but we stand strong in his name. But you know, Ezekiel 18, 21 says, this is good news, but it says, but if the wicked will turn from all his sins, which he has committed, and keep all my statutes and do justice and right, he shall surely live, he shall not die. 
All his transgressions that he has done, they shall not be mentioned to him. In his righteousness that he has done, he shall live. There is a promise from God if we will turn away from our wicked ways. America has been one of the most wicked places. We've just talked recently about the uh, sounds of freedom and how America's biggest country in the world involved with that child trafficking. Uh, we've seen lots of evil come out of America because they turned their back on God. Now there is a remnant there that, that's rising, which is good. But that's why they've been hit so hard, I believe, because they turned their back. And it's not like, oh, God, God allows evil to happen when you take him out of the picture. He goes, okay, you want it that way? It's all yours. If you call upon me, I will save you. But if you don't want me, you're left of the device of the evil one. And that's what happens. So the Bible talks a lot about the end time stuff, about where we are and how things are developing. I could go on all day about this, but I'm just going to briefly touch on one area of this today. Uh, I thought we'd start with Daniel chapter 2 with the dream that King Nebuchadnezzar had. And we've got a little picture here, uh, just bring you up, just to fill you in and keep everyone kind of familiar with that. So King Nebuchadnezzar was troubled. He had this dream. He could not work out what the dream meant. And in this dream, he saw the statue of gold, silver, bronze, iron, and iron and clay. And uh, he called for all his guys to try to work out what this was. Of course, Daniel comes forward and saves the day and explains to him. And it says in Daniel 2.39, and after, it says, and after you shall arise, arise another kingdom lower than you, he says to King Nebuchadnezzar, says Daniel, and another third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over all the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be as strong as iron, since iron crushes and smashes all things. And as iron that shatters all this, it will crush and shatter. And as to that which you saw, the feet and the toes, part of the potter's clay and part iron, the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in its strength of iron. Because you saw the iron mixed with miry clay, and as the toes of the feet were part iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly brittle. And as you saw iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mix themselves with the seed of men, and they shall not cling to one another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. And in the days of these kings, and the God of heaven shall set up his kingdom, which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other peoples, but it shall crush and destroy all those kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Because you saw that the stone was cut off the mountain without hands, and it crushed the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what shall occur after this, and the dream is certain and its meaning true. So here is the interpretation once again of Daniel. If we can just go back to that picture again. So King Nebuchadnezzar's trouble, he sees his dream, Daniel interprets to him. And as we see, it actually represents kingdoms that from the past, from the Babylonian Empire, 606 BC, was represented by the gold head. The silver represented the Media Persia Empire, 536 BC. The bronze was the Greek Empire, 333, uh, 333 BC, and iron, the Roman Empire. Now, the Roman Empire, you see, has got two legs. There was two factions of it, the West and the East. Uh, that's why we've got two legs of iron. And then the end times, the last, last empire to take place is the one that's re represented by iron and clay with the ten toes. There's ten toes there as well, which is very interesting in itself. So we know we've already lived through all that. We're down to the last part of that statue before God comes and destroys all that image that has been made by man. So I'll just give you a little reference there that we are very close. In the book of Revelations, of course, it gives us lots of cryptic clues. Now, who likes the book of Revelations? 
who kind of understands a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a bit like that, isn't it? Every time I read a bit more from another commentary or something, I pick up something different or a different opinion. So I understand that we may all have slight difference of opinions on things. I'm just going to share some stuff I've learned and uh, from that uh, particularly. And um, I think uh, understanding first the context that John on the island of Patmos wrote this. It was like a, a Roman prison he was bound to. And he has this vision of the book of Revelation. And, and of course, uh, a lot of things are cryptic, a lot of things are symbolic, uh, and it makes it very hard to understand sometimes. I know a lot of people, new Christians go, where do I start the Bible? Where's the first book should I read? I said, not Revelation, okay? <laughs> Just leave that to later. <laughs> start with something simple, you know, like Matthew, Mark, or Luke, and John. And uh, because it is one that you need to study. And every time I study, even from the Jewish perspective, I pick up something different. And... Um, You've got to understand, first of all, John was writing in the time about 90 AD uh, on this island Patmos, and he's writing it to fellow Jewish believers. And so he's writing in a way that they would understand some of the cryptic clues he's putting in there, right? So when we look at it 2,000 years on, it looks a little bit different to us, and we can't quite understand what's going on. But hopefully I'll explain some of that in a minute. So uh, when we uh, look at the book of Revelation, we see some clues. And I want to move to uh, passages Revelation 17 and 18, because we've been talking about the weird times we're living in, and we're seeing some unusual uh, settings that are taking place in our time. Uh, we're getting groups that are coming together. We've had, you know, I've shown you before, the World Economic Forum and all, all those workers. We're starting to see an emerge of the BRICS nations, which have been going for some time now, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South uh, Africa has now been joined by other countries. There's, there's, there's a lot of activity going on, people joining each other and all this sort of stuff. We're starting to see a, an emergence. But we also know in the background there has been a sort of a superpower that's been uh, causing all this ha hassle and havoc that we've had. And um, so when you look at Revelations, it talks about Mystery Babylon. And I want to talk a little bit about Mystery Babylon because you need to understand that this is a foretext of where I think we are now uh, looking forward. You know, John has a vision of Patmos and, and recalls all the images he saw. And um, in Revelation chapter 17, we read about Mystery Babylon, the harlot. Now, we know it's not a reference to Babylon of old because that was then. John is talking to the people now about a time that is coming. He says, Mystery Babylon, the harlot, is a religious system that is judged. So we know Mystery Babylon is a religious system, and you've got to keep that in mind because we talk in the end times about a false prophet rising from a religious system. Many scholars believe it is the Roman church in total apostasy at the end time. John hid the name of Rome using Babylon to protect the book of Revelation, they believe. So where they're using the name Babylon, he was referring to what they believe was Rome because Rome was the major city there, major capital force, and as we know, the two legs of, of the Roman Empire. And um, John couldn't obviously write Rome because it'd be too obvious and he'd be in trouble with the Romans that uh, had him captured there. So they believe they used a type of thing that looked like that because the uh, Babylonian Empire was the first empire we had, which is very similar to how the Roman Empire was. So many scholars believe that Rome is being talked about here, and uh, we'll see this a bit further on. Because in Revelation 17:1 it says, 
says, And one of the seven angels who had the seven vials came and talked with me, saying to me, Come here, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot sit on the water, many waters. So John has this vision. The angel brings it, says, Come here, and I will show you the judgment of the harlot, the great harlot sitting on many waters. Now, as I go through, I'll explain some of the cryptic clues here. Uh, first of all, the great harlot, they believe, from verse 18, is the great city referring to Rome. Some had different opinions on that. Um, and then also it says the many waters. When you see in scriptural waters, the many waters are a reference to the nations. So it's all cryptic. But it, so here it says, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot, the great city, which we believe is Rome, and who's sitting on the many waters as in control of all the nations. There are seven continents on earth which the Roman church has been dominant, which is very interesting. Revelation 17.2 says, With whom the kings of the earth committed fornication became drunk with the wine of fornication those inhabiting the earth. And verse 3 says, And he carried me away into the desert by the Spirit, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet-colored beast, filled with the names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Once again, you've got cryptic clues here. Scarlet, interestingly enough, is the color used by cardinals. Cardinals uh, who elect the Pope, and uh, I've got a little note here, and aided in the government of the Roman Catholic Church throughout the world. So cardinals had a big place in the whole scheme of things. So we see this picture, he sees this picture of a scarlet-colored beast. Now, beast is always, always a reference to a kingdom. So we see a cardinal, a a beast that's coloured with the cardinal colour, which is very interesting. You can make what you want of that. Seven heads in verse 9. It mentions about uh, seven heads in verse 17, verse 9. And here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. Now, the seven heads are seven mountains. Do you know which city has seven mountains, hills? Rome, yes, thank you. There's one other, but that, that, this one's more suited, I think. And in the time of John, he was communicating to those that would understand. Now, interestingly enough, if you just put that picture up, let's show you an ancient uh, Roma coin, if you can throw that one up there. Here you see the woman sitting on the hills. One, two, three, four, five, and in the background, six, seven. Seven hills. So John knew by his description, the people in the day would know what that meant. So there you are. There's, a, there's an ancient Roman coin uh, from Rome. The woman sitting on the seven hills. Um, then we see a depiction of uh, ten horns, which you saw are ten kings. And then verse 4, And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet. Uh, purple represents the bishops. Scarlet, as I said before, was the cardinals. And she was gilded with gold, precious stones, pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations, fil filthiness of her fornication. Interestingly enough, all those precious stones, pearls, all that kind of stuff was very typical about the Vatican. The Vatican had a lot of riches. Anyone ever been to the Vatican and had a look inside? Yeah. You'll see all the amazing stuff they've got in there from centuries gone by. Uh, the Vatican, uh, on the other side, Vatican is had invested in many banks, Rothschilds banks, for those that know the story with the Rothschilds. Uh, they also owned billions of shares, 500 million in the US alone, several billion, some in gold ingots, land, property and wealth. So they're very wealthy until now, from what I've been told. I've been told that their wealth is no longer there, that uh, 
that, that, that's been shipped out, that's been taken control of behind the scenes. But we'll, that's another story, but there is support of that. The Pope came out in a newspaper article some time ago saying the Vatican is broke. And uh, it was only shown in one newspaper, I haven't found it, and he said the Vatican is broken, he was asking his parishioners to give to the, to the, to the uh, Vatican. So some interesting stuff going on beyond that, but I won't go into that because you'll say it's too much conspiracy. But, <laughs> but you can do your own homework on that one. But the key verse here is Revelation 17.5, And on her forehead was the name Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots, harlots and of abominations of the earth. So here we see a picture of a woman sitting on hills representing this, uh, a city uh, over the... Uh, the mount, like of, of the world and the nations, it talks about the very nations, we see a control system. And this is what we've seen. If you do your homework, the Vatican has had a lot of control over times over kings and, uh, and many people of the world. In fact, um, I've got a note here somewhere. It says, the kings rule the, kings rule the kingdoms, they, but they could not rule against the church. The church had so much power in his days. So the Pope had so much power, he could rule over the kings, basically. So we see a reference here to something like that happening again, where, uh, and of course the Vatican went quiet, because in its day it was well known, and all of a sudden it went quiet, but people believe it's not gone quiet at all, it's just not being seen what's going on beyond the scenes. So we see in the book of Revelation 17, a clear understanding in cryptic code, and I'm racing through this, so I do apologize, and uh, there's some more homework you probably have to do yourself to read all this, but the cryptic clues are, is uh, that it's a religious system that will be judged. Mystery Babylon is a mystery religion. And we know from the end time scenario that uh, there will be a formation of a one world government and a one world, one world religious system, a church. And interestingly enough, from that picture I showed you earlier about uh, the Pope and the religious figures coming together. And there's plenty of those. If you Google them, you'll see them all through uh, Google uh, of the Pope meeting with other face basically saying we're all on the same journey we're not on the same journey um i'm, I'm sorry the christians are on the true journey and one that leads to life where anyone else outside is on the other road which is leads to destruction so we need to be clear about that and don't allow them to uh cover you because we're having more and more that talk of trying to bring the all the religions together and you can't do that because they're all completely different they all just say, oh, it's just different names for their God. It's the same God, it's not. Like Allah has no son, so it can't be the same God as what we have because we've got a son called Jesus. And it goes on and on and on. So in chapter 17, we see about, talk about a religious system that will come forward. But in Revelations 18, we see uh, a slight difference here. Um, we, see the, the, uh, we see Babylon... Mystery Babylon, represented by a what we call a um, merchants, like merchants coming together. It talks very much about the merchant system, economic system that that will be judged. Revelations 18, Babylon in this chapter is an economic system that is judged. There is a beast, a kingdom, which stands for a kingdom, and the woman, a city and a religious harlot. The first Babylon was a Tower of Babel in Genesis chapter 11. The next major Babylon was formed by King Nebuchadnezzar, and we are living in the last one. Babel was the first global government, global economy, religion, and empire. Babylon was the first empire to destroy Jerusalem and the temple and take the Jews captive. And funny enough, uh, Babylon still 
is there today. It's been rebuilt uh, under Saddam Hussein years ago. He put a lot of money into rebuilding that, and uh, it's just sitting there empty. And some believe possibly could this be a home for the future Antichrist. Who knows? But uh, there's been certainly some uh, interesting movements there. Uh, Chuck Missler mentioned about uh, U.S. military that have been there and said that they're building a central hub there. Uh, this is going back a few years ago. A central hub, like for connections for the world, like internet and stuff. Uh, he said, why would they do that in a place that's not actually being inhabited at the moment? It's about 40 k's out of Iraq. Uh, he said that's very interesting. I think he's got that word for me, interesting. Uh, <laughs> so let's have a look at Revelation 18, verse 1 says, And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was lightened up from his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great has fallen, has fallen. Now there's, 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 there's a future look at the system that has been controlling us is going to fall. It's going to fall. That, that has controlled us. I was just saying, Sharon and I were having a conversation about, like, because we've been to other countries of the world, and Australia is so heavily taxed. We have been controlled by so many different corporations. It's, it's not funny. And, uh, and when you understand where all these corporations are all connected to, you'll understand there's a system at play behind, and um, it's going to fall. It's going to fall. And it says, and it's become the dwelling place of demons and a prison for every unclean spirit and a cage of every unclean bird, which has been hated. Because of the wine of the anger of her fornication, which all the nations have drunk, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth become rich from the power of her luxury. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her. Here's God telling people to come out of that system. Come out before I destroy it. Um, he says, my people, that you may be partake, do not be partakers of her sins, that you may not receive of her plagues. For her sins join together, even up to heaven, and God has remembered her unjust deeds. And the light of the lamp will never more shine, in all, and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride will never be heard at all in her. For your merchants were the great ones of the earth, for by your sorceries all nations were deceived, and in her was found the blood of the prophets and the saints of those who were slain on the earth. Now, it's very interesting when you get to passage 18, verse 23, because it uses an interesting word. It says, for your merchants, that's the people that sold the dealings with this great city, will be no longer, because it will fall. But then it says, for your merchants were the great ones of the earth, for by your sorceries all nations were deceived. Now, the word sorceries comes from the Greek word pharmakia, which we get pharmacy. And it's very interesting, if you swap that word and put the English translation of that, it'd be like, and um, for your merchants were great ones of the earth, for by your pharmacies all the nations were deceived. Very interesting, isn't it, what's going on right now with them want to uh, give you uh, more and more vaccines all the time, which do not touch, they are dangerous, uh, and, and they do not have... They've been lying to us, as you'd know, for those who have done your research. You can find it all in the paperwork. Look up Pfizer's documents. They're nine pages that they had to release under a court order, and you'll see how dangerous these vaccines are. They're not good for you at all. And if you have, were forced to take one or, or fearful and took one, there are protocols that doctors have been working on now to fix you. You will not hear this in the news because they do not want you to know about this because they want to sell you more and more. But we need to stand up for the truth. We need to know what the truth is. So there is a religious system that has been formed right now, 
and there's been the great ones, the merchants of the world, they've all been working in cohorts with, cohorts, that's word, <laughs> with each other, and, uh, and we're going to see them fall. Because great is our God and greatly do praise. He will fall. They will fall. Revelation 6, 5 says, And the kings of the earth and the great ones, the generals and the rich and the powerful and everyone, slave and free, hid themselves in the caves among the rocks of the mountains. For the great day of God's wrath has come. And who can stand? That's why it's important in this time that you need to be get ready because you're going to see some of this come to play. You're going to see some crazy stuff going on. Um, but Matthew 10 26 says this, Therefore do not fear them, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and nothing hidden which shall not be known. Right now we have courts going on around the world that are actually revealing some of the crimes that have been going on from the COVID stuff. How many people know in America in the hospitals that during the COVID time, if they wrote down a patient as having COVID, that they got $13,000 American, each patient. If they put on a respirator, they got 39000 Interesting. What's three thirteens? Thirty-nine thousand. When you understand these evil people that are behind the scene work in numbers, you'll get to see the number thirteen, thirty-nine, and the Mason number thirty-three come up a lot in all this stuff. You can check all this out. Everyone I'm saying is all documented. You can check it out. Don't think I'm just making this up. I'm reading facts and figures to you. And um, and of course, they jumped on the opportunity of that in in uh, the hospitals. Making $13,000 a person just for writing on a certificate they got COVID. Now, there was a lot of people that fought that said, I haven't got COVID. One um, lady's husband came in with a broken leg, and uh, he actually died, I think. But uh, they put on the certificate of COVID, died of COVID. And she had to fight that through the courts to actually get it changed to its correct thing. It cost her money to run through the courts. This is how evil it has, is because they really wanted you to fear this COVID thing. And, of course, now they're going to try to ramp it up because they realize that people are starting to wake up and go, this is a load of baloney. And uh, when you do get to that point, you'll know they're still trying it and they will come back with something else. And they're on their merry way. But for us that are informed, us that have the Word of God, we need not worry because the battle is won already. God has won that. we just got to travel in that winning team. Amen. So I'm sorry, I've raced through that. There's a lot I could pull down. I was trying to condense it last night, and I go, oh, I don't know how to do this. I'm racing through all this. But basically, the crux of all is that there is a religious system being formed. There is a uh, Mystery Babylon, which is a, a group of uh, elites, basically. We know it's bigger than elites. It's, it's massive, the whole system, if you have a look at it. But God is going to bring it all down. But in the meantime, we're going to have to go through some rough times. When I was thinking about this the other day, and I said to somebody, I saw a picture of this roller coaster ride that I was on uh, in uh, California one time. Now, most roller coaster rides, they, they you know, get on, it just comes out, da 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 da, and then it pulls you up, da 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 da, and away you go. This one took you out, and you stop, and then there's a countdown five, four, three, two, and it launches you, and you're up this thing, and all of a sudden there's just, it sort of slows down, you're all good, and then all of a sudden it's crazy. And I felt like that was the time we're living in. We've been accelerated right into this moment in time, like what the heck's happening? And suddenly then there's just this moment of quietness, which we're living in right now. But I'm telling you what comes next on this roller coaster ride is we're going to go down, pick up speed. We're going to do two loops, but we're going to arrive at the end safe, if you hang on, okay? So things are going to get really crazy. And uh, that's why I just felt God show me. He just brought that to mind when I was thinking about the whole thing. He says, this is what's happened to you, but do not fear, for I am with you. 
Okay, do not fear. Like, whatever you see, don't worry. Go to your Bible, don't go to fear, okay? Go to the Word of God, and He will help you through this time. Okay, so, um, like I said, we are heading for that time. We've been listening a lot to the prophetic voices around the world when they all say the same thing. It says uh, that God doesn't do anything without telling His prophets first. So it's important that you start tuning in some trustworthy prophets. Some are a bit out there, uh, but some are really trustworthy because they've proven their, their uh, word. So we need to understand that God is speaking to you. We've got to be tuned in now because the next few months particularly are going to be crazy and you need to be tuned in. And if you think that's not going to happen, just get ready. As I said, the people in Noah's time thought he's crazy. Like, why, why are you building this out? We rain, there's no water, there's, what's going on? Because it was just a mist in his day. And, um, and suddenly, it says, suddenly, and this is what's going to happen, suddenly, Jesus gives us the warning in Matthew 24, suddenly, suddenly, as in Sodom and Gomorrah, they, they came out of the city and suddenly uh, it was destroyed. Suddenly is the word that you need to understand. God doesn't need a long time to suddenly act. <laughs> so he will do it in his time, but he will, he will do things suddenly. So be on the right side, but... The most important part of what I want to say today is that uh, you need to be ready. You need to be right with God. Because God comes back, He protects the righteous. Those that walk with Him, walk in Him. If you're walking aside of God today, you need to actually walk back to Him. He's given you all the warnings. Like, it's all there. We've got no excuse. We all have Bibles. We all can get on the internet. We can read the Bible on the internet. It is all there. God says, I've done everything. I've given you my own son for you. What more can I do? So it's our response to pick it up. It's not like we're going to go like, oh, I didn't know this was happening. You know, what happened here? How come God, you didn't tell me? And there is God saying, I told you. I told you all along. I told you thousands of years ago. It's in the book. Read the book. Don't wait for the movie. And um, that, was a, that was a song years ago, <laughs> Christian band. Um, and we need to be aware of that. So this morning, I want you to be ready. I want you to be right with God. And I'll give you an opportunity this morning if you've never given your life to Jesus, to uh, come back to Him, uh, or for the first time, uh, we need to be right. That's what I'm saying. You just need to be right this morning. Know that He is coming back for the church. He's come back for the righteous ones. And we need to make sure there is no sin in our lives. Repentance is the word that you need to learn in this time, in this season, because a lot of us have just been playing church. A lot of us are just cruising through life and it's all been good but suddenly you're going to see things you haven't seen before you're going to see things you've never had to deal with before and i'm telling you if you're on the right side the jesus side as i said to our team leaders the other day team jesus uh you're you're going to come through fine let's just close our eyes this morning and bow our heads because this is the most important thing you get right with jesus and if you've never given your life to jesus christ you're not going to be able to survive what is coming but if you are right with jesus you're going to stand there and you'll have that joy of the Lord knowing that everything that God said is happening and will happen and we win. So in this place this morning, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ or perhaps you once did and you wandered away or you're not even sure, here's now is the time and it's one prayer away, inviting Him into your life, asking Him to forgive you, repent of your sin, invite Him into your life. So this morning, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, I want to give you that opportunity now. I want to pray with you and pray for you. If that's you in this place, just raise your hand wherever you are, and I'll see that hand and, and uh, pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
now is the time. If we do not know the time nor the hour when he will return, we need to be ready. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And for those that have been traveling all their life and perhaps in church in their Christian walk, but are kind of like uh, lost a little bit of hope there in his coming, I'm telling you, Jesus is going to return soon. I don't know how soon, but I just know the time, what has taken place is all leading up to that final moment. And if that's you this morning that you go like, hey, I really need to take this seriously. I need to get my life back on track. Perhaps you're, you're struggling with a few things you just need help with. Perhaps, you know, like you've lost sight of what God has in store for you or, or where you should be right now in Him. If that's you, just need prayer, just God help me, advise me where I should be. Just raise your hand. I'll just see that so I know I'm praying for people. Yep, see those hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Well, we're going to say, first of all, the sinner's prayer for those that raise their hand. Um, we want to make sure everyone's right. It's a simple invite. Asking Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So let's all say this together. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. I believe you died on the cross to pay for my sin. And that you rose again from the dead. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. And I invite you to come into my life. I thank you now. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer, you're one of the righteous ones that will be protected in these coming days. If you're on a journey, still quite not there, that's okay. Keep pushing forward until you find Christ because He is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no life outside Him. And for those that are struggling, uh, actually, I want everyone just to stand right now. And I'm just going to pray for those that... Uh, been struggling with things in their walk with God or direction. If that's you, just, you know, I think it's all of us in some ways. We all need to be stretching out to God. So just raise your hands in this place as I just pray. Right now, God, we pray for our congregation, for those that raise their hands and for those that are struggling right now in this time. Father, I pray favour will come upon them. God, direction will come upon them. I pray, oh God, you'll show them the way because you are the way. And Lord, whatever that direction is, the decision making they've got to make I pray you'll make it clear to them I pray oh God this day will be a, a time a moment in time where things all change as they trust in you for the answers are found in you and God as we come with a repentant heart before you today God we break down any walls that would separate us from hearing your voice Father as a church as a people as a nation we repent of our sin God we want no walls put between us God, we want an open heaven. We want to hear your voice. And I pray for everyone here standing right now that they will hear your voice. That God, you will direct their paths. You will show them the way when they seem feel like there is no way. God, give them the answers that they require. I ask Holy Spirit right now that your anointing power just touch everyone here. You come meet with them, speak to them in their spirit. That they may hear from you. That they may be transformed this morning by your voice by your word, by your truth. Father, we thank you this day. We give you the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.